I'll introduce okay. it and then we'll get that on tape. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa and I were having an in-depth conversation before we came on and uh, she thought we were live, but I hadn't hit the live button yet. So I do apologize. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Lisa, Lisa Valente, she is an amazing woman. Uh, she is a Windsorite like myself. Uh, I've had a lot of different uh, people from around the globe on, but I wanted to bring it local for the next couple weeks. And uh, Lisa, it's an absolute pr uh, honor and privilege to have you here on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I got a new halo light. And it's so <laughs> funny because I can't get centered. It's like, I feel centered. And this didn't happen a minute ago when I thought we were alive, but. Oh, no, nothing. That's what the first part about live is because you never know what's going to happen. We've had kids show up on this, on our screen. We've had everything. So it, that's what live is all about. It's all about, uh, you know, just going with the moment. So I, if you could share with the audience, people that don't know you, a little bit about your background yeah. and then we'll okay. go from there. Okay, so my name is Lisa Valenti. Um, I came from, you know, a really good family, a uh, really good life. Uh, and I was still um, got thrown into the depths of addiction. So for about a period of maybe nine years, I experienced homelessness. Um, I had a very strong addiction. It wasn't just a mild addiction. I was probably one of the worst. I've overdosed. I've almost died. Um, I've lost my children. Um, I don't really like to get into the details because most of us have the same story. When you're talking about addiction, you're talking about loss, right? right? So people usually know what happens. You know, you're sick. You almost die. You you lose your house. You lose your car. You lose your family. You lose everything. Um, I like to try to focus on the positives. So I like to say, hey, this is where I was and this is where I am. And then the story of where, how I did that. Right. So um, one day I just woke up and said, like, I can't do this anymore. And someone that was funny had posted something on Facebook about, um, I'll get to that later, about codependency and said, we don't change until we get sick of our own shit. Exactly. <laughs> and I, got, I don't know if I can swear on that. <laughs> I got <laughs> sick of my own shit. It was just getting to be too much, right? Right. So I woke up and I went right down to the unemployment help center. I signed up to get my GED and I spent morning to night in front of my computer. Oh, you think college or university is hard. Try getting your GED. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> I, it's difficult. Those questions and the, the math and the stuff you need to know. Um, so I almost like changed. Like, so I was always addicted to the drug. And what happened was I got addicted to almost something else, like a healthy cross addiction. Yeah. So I just consumed myself. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. So within probably about 90 days, I was able to go write my GED. The day I wrote my GED, my dad called me. You know, I'm really super proud of you. I'll pay for your first semester of school if you're serious. I went right down to St. Killer College. And you got to think, I'm, I was mid thirties at this point. So that's awesome. going to college and, and it was difficult because uh, you walk in and I didn't even know how to use a Mac. Like I'm in the gra uh, graphic design class, media marketing, and I didn't even know how to turn a computer on. It was because when you, when you do, uh, when you have an addiction or you're um, homeless for some time, you really get behind on, you almost stop growing. 
you stop mm-hmm. growing mentally, you stop growing with the world. It's like there was 10 years of a world that was missing. I didn't even know what Facebook was. I was like, how, what's Facebook? Everyone's like, you don't know what Facebook, what Facebook is? No, I have no idea. So uh, I went to school and I put, you know, if you find your purpose, yeah. you can find your future and you can find yourself again. And just being able to go to St. Clair, I was able to meet new people, new places, new things, have confidence, you know, be proud of myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in that time, I did get my, Molly got my son back. My daughter was already a little bit older and it was her decision and she decided to stay where she was comfortable. But right. I did, was, was able to get my boy back. Um, and he was able to grow and learn with me too because he came back into my life where I was at school and he spent time at the college with me and we were, we belonged to um, a lot of uh, groups, GMO, Free Windsor, Essex. So and that was my purpose at that time. I became a vegetarian and my purpose was just to do good and to be a better person. And every day I woke up and I did the right thing. Like what, what can I do today that's going to be a proper, healthy, conscious decision? And if you work on it, um, and, and I'm not even just talking about addiction. I'm just ta- I'm talking about anyone at any time that just wants to change, mm-hmm. just wants to, um, even with mental health or um, just from a bad relationship. If okay. you change your mindset and you decide that you are going to be positive and you're not going to let negativity in, you can really um, you can really go far, right? Right. Right. So I just really had to just stop you for one second here, Lisa. Sorry. Yeah. But I just want to commend you, you know, for owning your shit to begin with and then yeah, getting sick you. of your shit and then yeah. moving forward from that shit um, right. and just really getting your life back together. And because a lot of people would think, especially at 30, that they would be like, oh, forget it. You know, I've already wrecked my life. But good for you for t- turning that and turning yourself around and and educating yourself and and furthering uh, and getting your son back that that's truly amazing and i just yeah. want to say to our my amazing friend here tim sean he's uh, tuning in from pennsylvania so uh, <laughs> anyways <laughs> so now that now that you've got that you went back to school you got your um right you're st- starting that life tell us a little bit more how you um what what your next step was and how you got so actively involved in our community Okay, so um, this is how it happened was at that point of time, um, I needed to find new relationships and new healthy friendships. And at that time, I've become vegetarian. And I learned Facebook. <laughs> and when I was on Facebook, I found this uh, wonderful people that were just talking about like genetically modified foods and food safety. And I thought, you know, that's something I'm really interested in. So I... Um, started with a group but there was a group of five of us and then it dwindled down to three of us and for the past 10 years mm-hmm. um, myself lisa d and april have, have worked together and that really got me out into the world of activacy um it, i was it wasn't an advocate at that time i'll get to that later i was an activist so okay. we did like uh, marches and rallies and then those events, um, we met a lot of like dignitaries, like MP, um, you know, MP and MPPs. Um, Show Hardcastle was always very supportive. Tracy Ramsey was very supportive. And then you see these powerful women who have just so much soul and so much to give, and they're good people, and they they get involved. They were almost like um, role models, right? 
So it's like, well, you know what? I, that's what I want to do. I want to be known. I want to, I want to go the political route. I want to be a part of the community. So I started just joining up every time there was a activity on the weekend, um, safe water supply, um, uh, just, just you name it. I was there, even if it was something that had to do with another country and we're fighting for the rights of, of, of whatever, I would show up for those events. So I started to grow um, a lot of connections and these were good, positive quality connections, right? So, um, and then in, with all of that, we started uh, doing our fundraisers and when we do our fundraisers, we were collecting food and one day we ended up at one of the shelters in Windsor and then something hit me hard when I went there because I was like, like I've been trying to do my own thing. And at that point I was very ashamed of myself. So nobody knew my story. Nobody knew my life. I was not going to tell anybody what happened to me because I would not get any trust or respect. Right? right. So something hit me and I thought, I think it was once at the welcome center, we dropped something off and there's these women outside and I'm, I was could relate to them. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, like, I really need to uh, learn who I am again. Like I'm trying to be this new person, but who I was was still part of me. Right. Right. So I really started getting um, involved in advocacy. So starting to be a voice for the people who did not have a voice. And again, through that um, met, met lots and lots and lots of people. Um, but I've always been very, very motivated. So um as soon as I finished school, I got a really good job and I just started building businesses on my purpose. So originally what I do is I was going into businesses and helping them grow and then leave that business. But then I thought I need to make my businesses grow. <laughs> so what I did was I just found things that I loved to do and things that I was interested in and things that I knew well. And I put those into um, profit basically. Mm-hmm. And my businesses are very successful. Um, they do they do very well. Uh, I love marketing. That's what I went to school for. So I own an advertising agency. And again, through the advertising agency, it's wonderful for me because I'm able to support myself and support my family, but I'm able to do events and help so many other people. So they really go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. And what would you say up to date has been your biggest challenge? Um, as far as like business or as far as like mentally? <laughs> <laughs> well, I if I think we can all agree that I think the battlefield of the mind is the, is right. the number one hurdle, right? Once you get out of your own head, then things right. start to get better. Uh, but so uh, as, as a business owner here in Windsor then, what would you say your biggest struggle is with um, the business side of things? Um, that's a hard one because I, I, with my businesses, they run so smoothly. Um, that's just good. because I, yeah. Um, Give us tips then. Yeah, I, <laughs> on how to run it so smoothly. You know, let's talk about the current situation right now. Is right. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. So I can tell you right now, I, um, I won a 2020 um, Platinum Award for event planning through uh, Windsor Community Votes. And I am known for doing events. So not only do I help my own business, I help other businesses. So we would, I rent a 
would rent a large space, usually at the WFCU, and we'd have 60 to 80 vendors, and we would do themes. So, like, for example, Christmas, um, you'd be able, even the kids could come, they could have fun, we'd have Easter egg hunts, and everybody was able to get their businesses out there. And now that the pandemic hit, I cannot do an event. So when you talk about um, mental health and struggle in business, it's both like, Mm-hmm. I feel lost right now. That's what I love to do, and it's been taken away from me. It's it's also been a huge financial hit for me as well. But not only for me, for all of our all of our um, businesses that uh, we work with, right? Because right. there's been at least you know we have six shows a year, and that's six shows that we were unable to have. And trying to do that online it's not as easy because there's so much competition online and people are just scrolling it's that face-to-face connection right right so you know i i even said the other day i said like i think i'm i'm starting to really feel it like i'm missing the people i'm missing the connections i'm missing the networking we used to have networking meetings at my restaurant that i sold so everybody would just come and exchange business cards share an appetizer i'm all about connecting people i just feel if you are connected and you are true to yourself but you're true to your competitors and you're true to your you know the the businesses around you 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 can be so successful like you could sell something and i could sell something the exact same but you may have better rapport with somebody than i do let's all work together like it's it's all about connection with me exactly and um so with, would you say with the pandemic then, um, I've, I've heard a couple different numbers for the homelessness, how, how it was before the pandemic versus now. Uh, I've heard that it has de- definitely doubled here in Windsor. Uh, would you say that is an accurate, um, an accurate count? Or uh, I know that you've been, you've been one of the people pivotal in trying yeah. to get a lot of people help with getting, um, getting an apartment or something like that. But what would you say our situation here is in Windsor with the homelessness well, right now? Well, there's two things like when we're talking about homelessness, there's a lot of people, um, there's people that are homeless that are living in shelter, but there's also people that are in transition or essentially homeless because they can't find affordable housing. Right. Right. So um, I can speak to the overdose rate right now is high. We're in a state of emergency. Um, Windsor Health Unit has released numerous statements saying um, the stats are high right now. They're a lot. They're a lot higher than they were last year. Right. And then when we talk about homelessness, what we're having is, for example, I got three calls this week. Um, Lisa. I, I don't have anywhere to go. I'm staying with my grandmother right now, or my aunt, or my uncle. Um, they don't want to go to the mission. They they actually, you know, right. um, have a place like they want an apartment, and they cannot find an apartment. So I have spent day in and day out on Kijiji. Like a one bedroom apartment could be like twelve hundred dollars. So even if you're um, you're working a full time job. And you know you're making two thousand dollars a month, or even twenty five hundred dollars a month. If you've got to pay twelve hundred dollars for um, your rent and then your gas and your hydro, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of money left over. So right. it's, it's it's really hard. Like I don't know if they. I really think you should have like a rental cap, or or if you're not going to do a rental cap, then I think that our services need to be um, the checks need to go up. <laughs> they yes. they do like or some kind of supplement. Yeah, supplement even. 
Well, yeah, yeah. and then they're talking about like the CERB. I don't know. I, I don't want anyone to quote me on this, but I was reading an article yesterday saying that the CERB is supposed to go down from 500 a week to 300 a week. Oh um, that's something just to look into. Like I said, I don't have all the details, but people should look into that because that could be a difference of, you know, what, two, four, six, eight hundred dollars a month, right? I think it's mm -hmm. supposed to go down to 1200. But when, when you think about, um, if you're on Ontario Works and you're getting a check, that does not even cover you renting a room. Mm -hmm. So what you're finding right now is that a lot of people are rent, are are sharing spaces, getting a two bedroom apartment. My son too. My son is um, he lives out of town, and he's living with a few buddies, and they're all splitting the rent because how are how are you supposed to afford rent? I think the apartment that they're living in is like twenty five hundred dollars a month because they're in a different city, right? Right. It's wow. I, I yeah. could imagine. I know when we we bought this home in last uh, April when we were paying yeah. like twelve hundred dollars for a two bedroom in Tecumseh, um, and we were and we were blessed. I mean, we had utilities included, but we still had to pay for our storage space. You still had to pay for your yeah. each of us had to pay twenty dollars a month for our parking each, oh, uh, and yeah. then. You know, it all adds up, right? So by the time for us back when before the pandemic, it was cheaper to to buy than to rent. Uh, and you know, now, like you said, an average one bedroom home or bedroom apartment is like twelve hundred dollars. That's just insane. It's, it's ridiculous. I I had this young girl come to me this week, and she, her, and her boyfriend are looking for a place, and I felt so bad because her her mother actually had. Uh, just passed away about a month ago and she's only 18 and she's staying with her grandmother who can't have someone stay with her because she is in Windsor housing and they have rules, right? So she can't lose her spot in Windsor housing. Right. And how discouraging was that to tell her, well, we can't find you a place on your budget, right? If you, um, if you're looking for a one bedroom house or apartment, this is how much it's going to cost you. She was like, I can't afford it. So then I called to reach out to her again yesterday and she said, I've got to go back home. So now she has to go back to a situation that's not ideal mm -hmm. all because she wanted to do all the right things and she wants to move forward and she wants to go to school and she wants to do everything that she needs to do. Mm -hmm. But her opportunities just went because of the, the rental market. Right. So it's sad. That, that, and then it's just sad, you know, like, and with so many people losing their businesses and their jobs with, uh, through this pandemic, you know, how are they supposed to pay rent? Like $1,200 yeah. on serve is not going to, is not going to cut no. it. No. Um, you know, and <laughs> I, my husband and I are truly blessed. Like we, we've been working straight through this. So that, that has been a blessing, right. but for those of people that have not had that opportunity, that that's mm -hmm. really, you know, or not taking the opportunity, because there are different things out there that you can get into. Like you said, you, you own several businesses and, you know, yeah. in this time I've been an author and a life coach. So I get it. You know, you, you keep going where, yeah. where the things are. Right. Um, so before we went live, we were talking about um, uh, codependency. Uh, yes, codependency. <laughs> Lisa has done an amazing job. She spent a couple of days. I'll, I'll let her tell it. Uh, but I had asked her, um, you know, I have a family member that um, has been on the street several times. Uh, we get them cleaned up and they keep going back. And it's just, um, and I was asked this question, when is enough enough? Like, when are you going to quit 
uh, I mean, there's several times that this person tried to take their life. When is, as a mom or as an aunt or a cousin, when do you say enough is enough? Um, or do you ever say that? Because I know it's hard. I know when somebody is, you know, I promise I'll do better this time. Yeah, you know, you want to believe them. But like, how many times does a person have to hit rock bottom before bottom's enough? See, I don't believe in rock bottom. Um, I've never believed in rock bottom. I, I just, like I said, I believe that you get to a certain point where you just can't do it anymore, right? right? I don't believe in letting people hit rock bottom. It's just my opinion and people have, well, I'll get to that, people have different opinions. Mm -hmm. I do believe that you need, you should love someone, you should care for them, but with boundaries. So um, when we were talking about enabling, a lot of people got codependency. We're talking about money. Well, I'm not going to give them money. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Then you would have someone else jump on and go, well, you know what? If my child needs groceries, I'm going to pay for their groceries. But then another mother would say, I'm not freeing up her money. But at the end of the day, they're going to spend their money on what they want to spend their money on, right? Um, when I was talking about codependency, what I was talking about is how that negatively impacts your life. Um, I actually had someone in my life um, that I love very, very much. Um, and he cons cons um, consistently took up every single <laughs> vibe in my body, every minute, every emotion. I was, you know, I was worried all the time, all the time. But everything was my fault. Everything was my fault. Every time they were out and they got into some kind of trouble, it, it, the phone calls came to me. I need money. I need to clean up my mess. I need you to call here. I need you to call there. Just um, not making appointments. Not, And it was like constantly like stepping in and having to clean up their mess every day. And then when they were around, they were so miserable that it, I didn't get anything done. If I start working at nine in the morning, this mm -hmm. person would consume me the whole day. It'd be like five in the afternoon. I'd be like, I didn't get anything done today. I've been dealing with this. Like, this is too much. So what I'm saying is you need to let people go and you need to love them and you need to be there for them. My, my phone's open. You can call me. Mm -hmm. um, if you need resources, of course, I'll give you resources, but I tried to keep the conversation to, instead of saying to them, like, what are you doing today? And where are you going? And you have to do this and you have to do this. And, uh, instead I, I stopped doing that. It was, so how was your day today? What are you doing today? You know, kept it, um, to everyday life where I wasn't overstepping. And then what they did was they ended up having to do things on their own, to learn and to grow, had to make their own appointments. And with me and you, we think, uh, well, it's not a big deal. It's just make an appointment. We make appointments all, every day. There's some people when you're at a certain point in your life, just getting up and picking up the phone to make an appointment is very difficult. But it's something you have to do for yourself. If you need a ride, I mean, they don't have a car, so they have to go to the doctors. They have to go to methadone or they have to go to the clinic. Um, I have to drive them. Well, no. I took a bus. You took a bus. We've all taken a bus. Like, yeah. we need people to start working their way up. And and that's what I did. Like, I'm going to tell you, my parents enabled me. <laughs> my mother, um, she paid my rent. She paid for everything for me. My mother, complete. I was fully funded when I was in, in active addiction. Fully funded. And it wasn't until... 
she actually started to run out of money. Like she was like, she had taken her savings and mm -hmm. she had given everything to me. Right. So finally she was like, you know what? I just can't, I can't help you anymore. Um, when I did recover, she did give me a car, which she shouldn't have. She shouldn't have given me a car. I should have been taking the bus. But in that time period, um, the car and my car ended up breaking down anyways. So I remember getting on a bike and putting my son on the, on, you know, the double riding with how he was in grade five with our laundry bag on top of the handlebars. And we would have to drive to the laundromat on a bike. Yeah. And we used to have to walk him 30 minutes to school. And we used to take us an hour and a half to go see a movie because we'd have to jump on two buses. And we'd roll our pennies and our quarters and our nickels just so that we could get popcorn. And that's when you go, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe I need to save up. So I was like, okay. You know, in the whole, um, admit, like, the midst of addiction, I'd lost my license. I lost, and I didn't even real, never even made the call to even realize how easy it was to get my license back. I called. So I, I think I need to get a license. And they said, you already have a license. Um, you just let it go for so long. So all you have to do is actually come in, rewrite the test, and do the driving thing. Like, you don't even have to wait three months or whatever. We could do it all in a day. So I was like, okay, perfect. So I went in the morning and I wrote my test. And then after I got that, the next morning I, I went and did my driving test. And the next day I went and got my full license. But it was not easy. Then it was like, okay. Now I need to get a vehicle because I can't, I, I was working four jobs. So I was actually taking a bus downtown Windsor to go to school, taking a bus to come to East to go to my first job, Google to go to my second job. And then I was doing midnight shift at another place on the weekends. So that was about five hours of busing a day. <laughs> it was a lot of, it was a lot of busing, but you, um, you learn, you grow. So I'm talking about enabling people. We need to let, people do what they need to do I, I understand um some people are in a different mental state we get them help we get, we get them counseling we get them into the right programs but we can't have them calling us it's not working here this isn't working i've got to leave like they see it over and over again they'll you know they're people are not treating me right here well you know what you're an adult now and you need to learn how to um deal with these situations we're here for you but where you are you're safe right so yeah and that's good i mean and i'm sure as a as a parent it's, it's very hard to allow your child to go through that right and that's mm -hmm. you know why your mom helped you out as much as she did because right. that guilt would be eating at her but in the same right. sense we, we have to let them do what they can do you know, and how else are, is anybody going to realize what they're capable of if we keep helping them? Um, you know, I, my brother, we, so many times we would bail him out. And he never had, he never had um, a babysitter. We were all, we were it. Family was the babysitter. And, you know, he, he was living in Dresden at the time. We were living in Chatham. And sometimes it was just so hard. It's just like, okay, we are, we still have a full-time job. We still have to do this. Like, like he wasn't in addiction or anything. He was a single dad at that right. time, well, it's, but it's, 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 it's for anything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, but again, you don't want to see, you don't want to see your son hurt or your nephew hurt and you want to well, make sure that they're taken care of. So it's, yes. uh, you know, I, I, I had a, a girlfriend that her husband, um, was addicted and things like that. And I, you know, helped take him to detox and, and get him there. And, she the codependency I, I seen with her it was so strong and she ended up going to um 
get help for that because I mean, she was just so in the thick of that. She couldn't let it go. And it's a, it's a disease on itself almost. Yes. Exactly. When, when I am the worst enabler. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. This is why I post these questions. If I am the worst, I just said everything I said, but you don't even know what I've done. I've yeah. done a lot. I've done a lot for people that I love and a lot for people that I care about. And I think yeah. that's why this week I was woken up and said, okay, what are boundaries? Like, where do I draw these boundaries? Because I am, I'm the type of person where my, neither one of my kids have addiction issues, but I mean, they need you a lot. And they call, like my son calls me a lot and he expects a lot out of me and he doesn't get what he needs. He's not happy. Right. So I just, it took, I enabled him for years and years to treat me like that. And then now we have like a really nice, healthy relationship because I don't allow him to do that to me anymore. If you call me and you're in a negative state of mind, then, and you're safe and I know you're safe, um, I'm just going to let you go. And then you can call me back when you're in a better place. Right. right. But, and it worked, it worked. He, he's doing so well right now. Just so well. Like I said, he never had addiction issues, but it, I mean, he's growing and learning from being, spoiled <laughs> you're being a spoiled child well and i think i think every parent does that you know lisa i think yeah. uh, really because i have seen how many times my parents help my brother out and i i'm not going to say i'm a goody two-shoes but i never put myself in some of the positions that he's put himself in right. um and i don't know it's just sometimes and as the oldest I was just like why doesn't he just grow up you know yeah exactly. and, and he hasn't grown up or he didn't grow yeah. up because you didn't allow him to grow up because you covered yes. his ass all the time no, and, and you know my, my parents go through that and but I mean what are you gonna do I mean but they put the they eventually put the healthy boundaries up and that's yeah. I think as parents that's basically where the first step is um, you know, till they're, till they're whining and crying and you can't but take it anymore. <laughs> if you ask 10 people, 10 people will tell you 10 different stories, but in all 10 stories, they will tell you that you need boundaries. Some people believe in just going, Kate, I'm done. I close the door. I'm not a close the door kind of person. I am uh, instead of, don't call me every day. Don't call me every day to be a little bit of every situation. But yes, we need to talk a couple times a week. Um, not 10 hour conversations, you know, a nice, healthy half hour conversation. Um, my door is always open. If there's ever, if there's ever a situation, I always have a open door policy to anyone, anyone. I'm not talking about my family, my friends, anyone. If you ever feel like you're in an unsafe situation and you need help, then you can come to me. Right. I, I just don't want to ever, in case anything ever happened and I just, turned my back on someone I couldn't live with myself but like I said we do have to do this healthy but someone uh I think I posted it after I seen someone else post that said um love cannot save you just ask the mother of an addicted child because a mother loves so hard and you're not going to have anyone who loves you oh in most cases as much as your mother if your mother's fighting for you she loves you right and the mother can't save you the mother can get you into a program. The mother can give you advice. The mother can get you treatment, um, bring you to a doctor. But you have to do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, you're not going to be able to get to where you're going. And that's a key thing in my story is that 
I put the work in. I put the work in. I, I, I was, I was tired. I mean, for, for years I was exhausted. I was going to school and I was working four jobs and I was um, raising a, a, a son and it was really difficult for me, but that's what I had to do. And if you, if you put in the work, you will, you will get somewhere. If you put in your on it, if you honestly do what you're supposed to do in life, you can get to where you have to go. Exactly. And yeah. like you said, it takes hard work. It takes showing up and it's not easy every day. And oh. I find surrounding yourself with people, positive minded people, people right. that are going to lift you up and not tear you down is definitely right. the key to success yeah. as well. For sure. And, and my, my household is, we always joke about my household because everyone sets the bar so high here. So it's like, uh, you can wake up and say, Oh, you know, I'm not feeling well right now. Okay, well, go get a glass of water. Go put some water on your face. Get dressed. Take a shower. You feel better. Come on, let's go. And it's like, well, no, like, I actually think I might have the flu, right? <laughs> They're like, you're fine. Just go wait a couple hours. Just go do what you need to do. <laughs> You'll be okay. So no one's ever been allowed to have excuses here. <laughs> but it's, it's, I love it's that. Sometimes on, on one side, I always go, okay, someone give me a break. Like, I actually just want to, even if I'm not sick, some days I just want to go, oh, I just want to do nothing. Like, can I just do nothing today? And it, you just can't get away with that. <laughs> but, but I try sometimes. I hear you. I tried to just not do anything today and just be right. with my family. And that was very hard for me because I'm thinking, you know how much work I have to do? Like, yeah. You know, as business owners, and I also have a first time job, you know, on top of everything that I'm doing, I get it. And it's just like to have that day. But my husband hasn't been home on a Sunday or a holiday in right. months. So I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to take the time to be with my family, whether that's I doing mean. nothing. But for me, right. I found that very hard today. <laughs> very hard. <laughs> When you go back to that, to boundaries, it's like, you know what, you need to set your own, um, you have to find a balance, like maybe we won't use the word boundaries, but you do have to set a balance. Like there was a one point last year where I couldn't find a balance and it was hard on me. I was running a restaurant that I owned, mm -hmm. but I wasn't finishing work until one, two in the morning, even with staff, like you just, you get stuck. I used to always say, don't come to the restaurant because you walk in the front door, you're going to get stuck and you're not going to be able to leave because yeah. something's always happening, right? It's busy. Right. So like I missed um, so many bedtimes and I, and I never opened until three in the afternoon for a reason. People just always say to me, why don't you open at one? Why don't you? Because I, I needed to have those mornings with my daughter, right? right. And, but, so I had trouble in that I was trying to run my other businesses. And I remember just coming home going like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like looking at my calendar and it's like, do payroll for here, um, hire for here, put a purchase order here. We have an event on Saturday, uh, uh, you know, and I'd have five things every hour piled up to the point where I'd wake up in the morning and I just would want to just not even wake up. I just wanted to go back to bed. I didn't even want to face my days because I was like, this is too much for me. I was leaving work. And I disappeared for two, three hours where no one could find me. I was passed out in my car. I, oh, I wow. couldn't even start my car. I would go out the back build, the back of the building and I'd get in my car and I'd just go, 
just let me look at my phone for a minute and I fall asleep and I only live like five minutes from there. I was overdoing it. So it's really important to find a balance and say like, this is what we're going to do today. So we're going to do tomorrow. And if you have 10 things on your list Mm -hmm. and you only check off three of them, good for you. Those are three things that you've gotten done. And the world's not, I used to always think the world's going to come crashing down. If I don't do this right this minute, the world's going to crash. And it's not, if you, um, if you can't do it till later or you run out of time, you need to do it the next day. Your mental health and your health and your family and the time you spend with your family is so much more important than money. And I've learned that. I really learned that lesson last year. Yeah. I sold my restaurant. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is so true. You know, everybody's just like, oh, you know, bills have got to be paid. But you know what? Your your employer doesn't care if you if you fall dead because they can no. replace you the next day. You are not yeah. you are not replaceable to your family that easily. No. And so I've you know, I, I used to be a recovering workaholic back when I was in my abusive relationship. And I was basically worked so much so that I wouldn't have to be home. That's basically right. how it was. Um, but I have definitely learned that you know, less is, is definitely more. And since I've gotten out of that and, and been married, I, I make my family top priority. And, you know, my employer knows that family's Good. first, then, the, you know, the rest, I'll give you what you need and I'll make sure my work is done. But like, yeah. you know, um, that definitely is a priority. And I think a lot of people should, should definitely make that. Um, yeah. And I want to honor your time here. Cause I know we've only got seven minutes, your daughter's coming yeah. home. So if yeah. you could, what if you could leave um, our audience with one major tip from Lisa Valente? What would it be from everything <laughs> that you've been experienced from addiction to um, to being a business owner, a successful business owner? Uh, what would what would you like to say? Oh, I have so much to say. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to let me try to get a couple in here. All right. Um, one, um, like I said earlier honor your relationships with people don't sweat the small things like i i i was like that a long time ago where little things happened they upset me or they offended me or i was like oh like this just happened or that happened you need to just let go of things and don't take things seriously like sometimes what we feel is like something so big or if somebody says something to us we take such offense Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, they did not even mean it that way on their end, right? So I really think that um, for our, just our health, it's really important to surround yourself with good people mm-hmm. and don't sweat the small things. Just let those little things go. I mean, pick your battles, right? Um, in business, I think it's really, really important that, like I said, that you do what you love and you find your purpose. So whether you're working for an employer or you're working for yourself, make sure you do what you love to do. And, um, and with, and like I said, with boundaries, with boundaries, um, if you're, if you're tired and you're not happy every day, then you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. I just, uh, I've, I've known people that have worked for companies and have made a lot of money. And then one day just said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And they've went off to something that paid a little less, but your, your happiness is so much more important. Right. Yep. And something that I really would like to touch on before I'm just looking at the time. Sorry. Um, something that came up um, over and over and over this week, like I said, we were doing, uh, fil- we were doing filming and everyone who sat in front of that camera 
said, you're worth it. Like you are worth it. You are worth it. Know your worth. Yeah. I mean, you have to start looking at yourself and you need to start taking care of yourself and you need to love yourself. If you want to be successful in business or in life or to help other people, you need to be able to help yourself, love yourself, right? Yeah. Um, we are all worth it. And um, that just kept resonating with me all week. Like I, I can say it over and over again, like you're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. I'm just writing that in the uh, in the comments here. These things. Oh, I don't see them. Uh, it's over on the right hand side. Can you see the comments on the right hand side? We have I our friend. Okay. Oh, if I knew that, I would have answered some questions. It's, uh, yeah, I don't see any. Our friend Gina. She's local. Gina's local. Hi, Gina. Um, and then Tim. I we had said hi to Tim earlier. Um, so yeah, definitely. Set, set your boundaries, know your worth. Uh, don't sweat the small stuff. That's a good one. Cause that's, that's my ongoing lesson for the last couple of days, uh, last couple of weeks. Um, you know, not sweating the small, small stuff. Worth is worth power. Is power. Worth yeah. is power. It, yeah. it it, is. It's when you know your worth, like, and that's why I think I'm successful. I just know my worth. I walked into a business meeting one day and I know that we think it's 2021 and this doesn't happen anymore. But I walked into a business meeting with all men, powerful men sitting there. Mm -hmm. And they tried to like, I could feel the energy in the room. Like almost like what I was saying didn't matter. But guess what? <laughs> Not with me. I know my worth. So yes. I went and sat down. And when they said something, I was like, they were like, no, we're not going to. And I was like, no, like, really, this is my suggestion. And this is going to work. You right. want, um, we can go with what you're doing, but mm -hmm. I mean, I have experience in what we're talking about. I just did this. I know this is going to happen. And by the end of it, I, I dominated that whole entire room because you know what? I know my worth and I was not going to one sweat the small stuff and walk out. Well, that was kind of big though, but still like, you're not going to get to me. I know who I am and I have a voice and you're going to listen to me. And if you don't want to listen to me and you don't, have any like you don't want to hear what I have to say that I'm going to walk away from this then. like I don't even want to be a part of it but I'm not going to sit in the back and exactly. um, feel less felt to be made less right well it's funny because when you you made a comment I don't know maybe it was about a month ago in in one of the groups uh, Lisa has one of these groups where uh, local businesses can um, put advertisements up there um, right and um, you had said, because somebody had been complaining that everybody wanted something for free. And when you said, you know, if you give it to them for free, then yes. th th you know, they're going to keep wanting stuff for free is what the gist yeah. of it was. I forget exactly what you said. But when you said, that, you know, know your worth and charge what you're going to charge, yeah. because it was that you, your lasagna dinner for, was it yeah. uh, Valentine's Day? <laughs> and, you know, people, so people want everything for free, but that's not the case. Like it it's costs us. Right. It costs no. us our time. It costs us like, okay, yeah, it may take an hour of my counseling time with you, but how many years mm -hmm. experience have I put into that, you know, to like, be able to charge what we're charging. And so, yeah, you have your fresh ingredients. Uh, like, right. and plus, plus how many years of experience is coming at you, uh, right. you know, for that price. So, well, 
people really undervalue themselves. Like, you know, it was me. That was one post that happened to me, which was absolutely ridiculous. And the whole thing that I found out at the end wasn't even my price. It was because I had shown a smaller picture, but it was actually supposed to be bigger. But that doesn't matter. It was a misunderstanding with that. But I do know, like, um, I've had family members that have made, like, a jar of jelly or something. And then someone will say, oh, how much is your jelly? And they'll look at them and they'll go, Oh, hmm. oh, you know what? Just have it for four dollars. Well, that took you all day to make. So mm -hmm. I have a theory on this: is I always say material times two plus your hourly wage, right? Yeah. Um, and you set what you feel you're worth. What you um, is it? Is it fifteen an hour? Is it sixteen an hour? Is it twenty an hour? Is it twenty one an hour? Depends on how time consuming it is, right? Right. But um, it's just. Uh, a jar of jelly should be sold for $8, right? Like, it's not worth your time to, you have to buy the jars. You have to, your time, your ingredients. Yeah. Like, And what people don't understand as well is that we're not, a, you, you know, we're not a big company and we're not filtering things out of factories, right? We're exactly. local. And like, let's support local. I'm big on supporting local. You'll always see me support local. I love going down to the markets on, on Saturdays. But, I mean, you're, people aren't buying that large quantity to be able to have, be able, like, oh, I can get that at Walmart. Walmart has pepper jelly for $2.99. Well, yeah, from a factory somewhere. But for, what, an extra few dollars, you get a better quality. And you're supporting, like, you know, a family. And your right. local family. But it's not only, like, if I buy from you and we all build connections and relationships and everything I'm talking about, right. I'm going to get that back because then you're going to call me and say, Hey, Lisa, yeah. why don't you do a website for me? Or can you do this for me? Or you can, can you do that for me? And yeah, for sure. And then in the midst of that, I'm telling my friends and they're buying stuff from you, right? Supporting right. local is so important. If it takes me an extra couple of dollars. And then if you talk about, um, as far as, I used to say this with organic, people be, be they'd say, it's so expensive to shop organic, so I can't shop organic. Well, instead of buying three lemons, you buy two, right? And you, you can still support local and still um, stay within your budget, right? Yep. And you can pick and choose who, you, who you're buying from. Yep, so. exactly, exactly. Yes. So Lisa, where, where can people find you if they wanted to get in touch with you? Um, Lisa, uh, www.mynamelisavalenti.ca. I branded myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you have a media. Everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. used to send you because uh, I like, oh, if you want marketing, you can go here. If you want food, you can go here. Um, yeah. if you want back to eating, go here. And then finally I went, you know what? Type on lisavalenti.ca and go to the page. And then I have all my businesses listed. Yes. <laughs> And she has quite a few, and you still cater. Yeah, I know you got rid of yep. your restaurant, but you still cater. But we still um, do yeah, and then you have, like you said, your um, your media, and then media when media. when this shit stops, we can have events again. <laughs> the events, the events are so big, and then I also do like a lot of. Uh, um, I do business plans. I do like really creative business plans where um, they're not just like, huh, you know, that boring bank stuff. I throw pictures in, I throw images in, they're colorful. Like if they're sitting in a pile and you're trying to get a grant, 
I can rest assured that they're going to be picking, they're going to grab a hold of your business plan because they're not going to be able to not miss it. Right. right. Um, and then I also do like swag and stuff. So um, if you come to me for a website or any of your needs, we'll do the t-shirts, we'll do the water bottles, we'll, uh, we'll do all of that stuff. So. Perfect. And I did put your website in the comments and, um, and I also put them on the show notes. So if anybody missed, happened to miss it, it's in the show notes. Uh, so Lisa, I just want to thank you so much for being thank on here you. today. And, uh, you. you know, anytime you, you want to come back on, uh, I'm, but till August, but definitely anytime you want to come on. Uh, I, I I love, like you said, supporting local. I, it's an honor to have another Windsor right. on air. Uh, next week, we're actually having Greg next week. So Greg. Greg. So oh, Greg. Greg yeah. So Greg, yeah. I know Greg really well. Yeah. We ran against <laughs> each other for city council. He let Greg tell you the story. <laughs> we have a very good relationship. <laughs> yes yes so i like i said i wanted to support my local people here showcasing yeah. local so uh yeah so it's yeah. a pleasure to have you on here i know uh your daughter is be home anytime here I'm so okay i wanted to honor that for a minute until it happens oh <laughs> thank you everybody for watching we'll talk to you soon all right Bye. thanks lisa <laughs> And I just want to thank our listeners uh, for listening in tonight. I just uh, appreciate you being here. Um, you know, Lisa is an amazing woman. She does a lot in our community. And that's why I definitely wanted to showcase Lisa. Um, she does a lot with her homelessness. She does a lot um, with addictions. And, and um, she's just truly an, an all-around amazing woman. So, um we're going to cut it a little bit short here since it is a Canadian holiday. And like I said, next week we are having Greg LeMay uh, on another local Windsorite and uh, just super excited. And hopefully you all have had an amazing um, holiday weekend and got to spend some time with our, with our, with your family. And thank you so much. I miss Gina. Uh, Gina is an amazing, another amazing friend of mine. Um, and she'll be on, I think she's on sometime in July. So, uh, look forward to that. And, um, with that, have a, an amazing rest of your Victoria day Monday and, uh, God bless you all.